0: Hey y'all, I'm Reese and welcome to Making Meaning. This week I am joined by the lovely, wonderful, and one of my middle school best friends, Reagan Potts. Reagan is someone of many talents. She is a dirt bike racer, an architect. She's in grad school right now. And she also has her own podcast all about F1 called the Pull Position Podcast. Reagan also has some more exciting podcast news coming out in the future. So definitely stay tuned for that. In this episode, we really talk about friendship, Reagan's life story, her journey, how she focuses on positivity, and how our friendship has evolved over the years. If you are new here, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave me a like, leave me a comment. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please subscribe to the podcast, leave me a five-star rating and give me a review. I truly do read everything and it all matters a lot to me, so thank you. I believe that is all. So with all of that being said, let's take a deep breath and get started. Okay, well, Reagan, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. I'm really excited to do this. It's been probably a couple years since we've seen each other, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having me. It's been uh, it's, I'm excited to be here. It's cool. Yeah, I'm so glad. Okay, so first question that I always start with, just what's one thing you're grateful for to kind of kickstart a conversation such a nice question
1: that's so sweet <laughs> what am i grateful for um i mean just life right now life is going well you know i just moved across the country and yeah. starting starting a new adventure i guess just grateful for that that's that's been fun i love that
0: so actually now that you mentioned that what you moved pretty quickly when we were like scheduling this. I feel like it happened like within a week you were there and you did it. Um, So I'm assuming you moved for grad school. Yes. For your master's program.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I moved to uh, Eugene, um, which is where the University of Oregon is at. So uh, yeah, I'm here for that. But it it did honestly happen pretty quickly. I uh, I, like I decided where I was going to school in, I think, June or July. And then it, it was a matter of like, okay, now I got to find somewhere to live. Now I got to do all the things. And it, it, yeah, it happened very fast. Like I don't, and I also didn't really tell a lot of people I was moving, honestly, like only like the people who like were literally there, like when it was happening kind of knew. It wasn't like I did something like, oh, like I'm moving, like everyone come say bye or whatever. I kind of just sent it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of love that though. What's that? The new thing is like move in secret. You know, and then it's, like, when the thing happens, you can start to tell everyone, which I do think to a certain extent, like, telling people what you're doing can be a good, like, motivator to keep going. However, I do think there's something really cool about, like, I'm just doing my thing. And, like, it's not to tell anyone about. It's just for me, and it's my thing. What? So you've only been there for a little under a week, right? Uh, I guess at this point it's been... Actually, I think it's it's been
1: a little longer. I think it's been about two and a half weeks, maybe.
0: Oh, whoa. Okay, I mean, my timeline's off.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like it was like the first week I was just actually moving and everything. Yeah. So I've, I've probably only been settled for about a little over a week.
0: Okay, nice. So what has it been like so far? Because uh, born and raised in Dallas, nice. um, but obviously now you're in Oregon. What's the transition been like so far? I know you're still kind of smack dab in the middle of it, but yeah no it's been good
1: i mean i i've been pretty much just you know getting to know the place like i i kind of fell in love with oregon anyways um just from like racing actually so like yeah doing that whole thing uh when i was still racing i was coaching as well and i was doing a lot of that stuff up here in the pacific northwest and yeah once once i was here i kind of just like never wanted to leave oh i love that yeah i mean i came back and here i am and so far it's been good i've been doing just like all of the things that i just want to do all the time like i've been mountain biking and hiking and like uh the other day we me and my friends hiked to this summit of uh one of the like local trails and then like uh school started literally yesterday so (laughs) crazy (laughs) yeah yeah it's been good like we i went to a football game here that was crazy yeah Um, it's just like you know getting acclimated trying to try new things and do
0: do what i want to do yeah i love that so speaking of doing what you want to do of course we've been talking about kind of where you're at right now i want to rewind all the way back and tell me your story I know that that is kind of an intense question so whatever you feel like called to share in this moment but of course I know a little bit of it for our (laughs) listeners Reagan and I were middle school besties um (laughs) so but yeah I would love to hear your story yeah no for sure
1: so Uh, like you said, I'm born and raised in Dallas. Uh, I had never really left, uh, up until literally, I guess, three weeks ago. Um, so I had been doing, you know, school and everything there. My whole life was there. Um, I was adopted when I was super young. So that was, you know, its own, this, its own crazy thing, but, uh, I, I pretty much just, I loved Dallas. I loved being there um outside of school I was racing dirt bikes so you know I mean you know this but it was a massive part of my life for such a long time like it was like the thing that everyone knew about me and uh yeah so once I stopped doing that I kind of just had kind of like a like a identity crisis in a way of kind of like yeah who am I like without this thing and so uh once I kind of got over that I just started doing things that I loved and and found out that I, you know, obviously love architecture. That's that's what I'm doing now. But um, I also got super into like music and I got super into this, (laughs) this whole situation that we're doing now. And yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess my story to say, to sum it up in some way, it's been, it's been a ride. There's been good things. There's been bad things. I mean, everyone has those, those hard moments in life for sure. Um, But it's, I mean, I'm super grateful for where I am, honestly. Like, for the most part, it's just been a lot of school. It's been a lot of, you know, <laughs> transitional periods of tough life
0: like everyone has. But yeah, it's it's good. I I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So talking more about how like choosing to stop riding dirt bikes, how you came to that decision and what that transition really was like. Because I know for me, when I stopped acting, it was a very similar thing where it was like, oh, I'm not going to go to school for acting. I'm not doing this professionally anymore. This is the thing that I've always said I'm going to do. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. This is my life. Everything centered around this. And then all of a sudden, it just wasn't. And it is very much like, oh, I... I'm a person beyond this one thing actually who is that person so i would love yeah. to hear a little bit more about what that experience was like for you and how you kind of came out on the other side of that i mean it was hard honestly
1: like I, I like it you explained it pretty perfectly like i it's something that i had started when i was literally three years old you know and then i had started racing when i was like nine or ten like yeah. it had literally been such a big part of my life for forever and um, I I ended up retiring, you know, quote unquote, uh, I guess a, about a year ago, I had kind of just not done it all, but it kind of felt like I had, like I had, I had done all the things in Texas, I had won all the
0: things that you could win in Texas. And that, so yeah, I was about to I, say for those who aren't familiar, Reagan is extremely successful in <laughs> this world. So definitely note of that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was
1: definitely hard work, but it was worth it. But it was like, I had done all the things and then I started racing nationally. And that was like, that alone was probably the coolest year of my life. Cause I was like, literally I was, I was traveling every weekend. And when I wasn't traveling to the East coast for racing, I was coaching on the West coast. Like I got to ride in some of the coolest places. Like I did an entire coaching session in the Mojave desert. Like, yeah. Like, That's just- sick amazing cool things and so it kind of just felt like I was like oh I'm like not at the peak of racing but like I am as as close to the top as I think I want to get and Mm. obviously I had like I have really good friends who are like even you know more successful than me who are you know sponsored by some really crazy teams and uh that's it's what they do professionally and I I think I kind of just got like really close to that point and I realized like I don't think I want to just my life to be this all the time yeah like i think i want to do other things and you know see what else is out there and so after that year of like being on the road like literally every weekend on the road i came back and came back to dallas and uh i kind of like slowly kind of stepped out of racing stepped out of coaching uh And just learned like what i wanted to do with my life like and obviously that was really hard because at first i really struggled and i think like it was weird i was going through so many other things at the time as well like like i was about to graduate and then like yeah like personally i was going through like a breakup and it was like i was like doing all these other things and i was like oh i really like don't know who i am like it was like i didn't know where i was moving i didn't know what was happening and so it was hard but um that whole that whole like 3 months of life was probably the most like the thing I'm grateful the most grateful for like it it just taught me so much like there was a mm. lot of pain obviously but like it taught me so many amazing things about myself and like I honestly like I don't think I could be happier than like where I am now
0: I love that what a great like button to end that story on because I think this idea of like so many of us end up tying our identity to specific things just because when you're growing up like you get involved in sports or the arts or something and it's like oh this is my thing like I feel like kids are taught like you gotta find your thing and then when you do it's like oh but actually now you need to make money and like survive in the world and it's like okay there's that, but then also you get older and it's like, okay, but also I would like to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. there's also that. Um, so I think that's of course not wonderful that you had to go through that transition period and those hardships, but wonderful that you've come out on the other side with these like lessons. And I think it's so cool that the main learning has just been about yourself. Because I do think that that is the thing, I mean, big reason why I started the podcast, right, is I think so many people are just going through the motions of life and maybe wouldn't have stopped like, oh, I could do this professionally if I wanted to, why wouldn't I, right? Instead of stopping and evaluating and saying like, actually, what do I want to do? What is going to make this life fulfilling and purposeful? And make me who I want to be so I have a lot of admiration for you like taking that step and also like when it rains it pours like it sounds like those True. three months it was just like <laughs> everything hits at once yeah um, yeah. so it's it, it's interesting how stuff kind of lines up like that where it's like oh personal crisis oh also other personal crisis oh also career crisis all at the same time
1: yeah yeah it was who am i (laughs) it was it was like
0: i said it was like just a
1: weird time but like i i genuinely just like yeah definitely when it rains it pours but i just i learned so much like and i think up until that point i had kind of always seen myself as you know this one type of person and I think after that, like, I kind of learned, like, oh, like, I have the skills to do whatever I want to do. Like, not necessarily just, like, oh, I'm only good at this one thing, but it's, like, I had kind of asked myself the question of, like, who are you, like, without this thing? Like, what are you good at other than this thing? And it was, like, oh, I'm good at, like, I understand how to learn things quickly. Like, I can kind of teach myself anything. Like, I – it's, like, all of these things that I – I knew, but I just never acknowledged about myself. And so it was like, it was this period of just like self-learning and self-love that I I think I hadn't had. And so, yeah,
0: it was, it was amazing. (laughs) That's so powerful too. The like, realizing that you are more capable than you could have imagined, right? That it's like, the thing that actually gives you that freedom is that self-love piece of saying No, I can do whatever I want to do. I do have this skill set. And like being a professional, building a career from like being a child all the way to being an adult, like that teaches you so much. It's like, you know how to manage a brand because you were a brand. You know how to be competitive and like talk professionally and teach and coach and like all of these things that are transferable skills to other things. One thing I want to go back and explore, you said, of course, you're studying architecture now, um, but you also said you got back into music. And in middle school, that was a huge thing that we did together. (laughs) So also, speaking of you being talented, Reagan is an amazing singer and guitar player. Um, What was the return to music like for you? Please don't hype me up like this. It's not not that
1: serious. (laughs) No, I mean honestly like i never i I think it wasn't even like a return i think it was more like in i mean you and i know this in middle school we were just like doing things and like just i think we both were like oh you like this thing i like this thing like we'll do it together so like yeah it's like but in middle school you like don't really know what you're doing like just in life in general so like um i don't really think i necessarily like returned to music per se i think it was more like honestly like covid hit and i was Mm. stuck in my apartment and i kind of was like i need to do something like anything and obviously i still play guitar i i learned how to play piano like i I did all of those things so like i kind of just got really into like hearing music i don't necessarily Mm. like do all of the like production anymore but like I got really into just, like, finding good music and then, like, learning how to, like, recreate that kind of thing and, like, what good music sounds like. And so it wasn't anything that I ever, like, publicly did, you know? Like, it's not sure. like I was like, I'm going to release an album. That never happened. Yeah. It's not going <laughs> to happen, people. So sorry. But, like... It Stop was begging j- <laughs> for it. It's not going to happen. Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> there. No, yeah. I mean, like, it just it was one of those other things that, like, I learned about myself, and it had always kind of been there, but, like, it was something that I knew just made me happy, and it's something that I kind of can always fall back on in, like, just a sense of, like, I know that I can do this thing if I need to, like, cheer myself up or be happy or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's really wonderful, and I love how all of these different things that you've kind of incorporated into your life seem so disparate, like, racing and making music and then like podcasting I guess making music and podcasting do have some crossover but then you've been able to like make this podcast that you've started called Pole Position about Formula One and I think anyone looking at that on the surface would be like oh architecture and music and racing like these seem like very different things but you've been able to craft them in a way that is actually very interwoven in a very purposeful way that works really well for you what would you say is like maybe not the connecting thread but the thing that brings all of these things together for you and like why you feel drawn to these different things i think it's a couple things i think um
1: one passion just like having a passion Mm -hmm. for all the things and learning once it's like you have a passion for something you you try to incorporate all of those passions together uh so that was that was number one number two honestly i think architecture started architecture and racing kind of started a a large majority of it i think in both of those things you just learn certain skills uh like like especially in architecture you learn how to learn like you learn how to design obviously but it's not just about that it's how to how to very quickly assess a problem and then solve that problem and so i think like everything else kind of just came after that it's like once you understand that idea of how that like you can teach yourself things and there's a there's a process by which you can teach yourself pretty much anything and if you apply that to anything you can do that so i think that was a big thing like just that if there was like a key you know tie to everything it's i just learned how to learn and then I took the things that I was passionate about and learned how to be better at those things. And I mean, obviously there's yeah. other things, you know, like it's not just those things. Like there's so many other things that I think people kind of look at and they're like, oh, like you do all of these things. Like, I mean, I didn't mention this, but like I'm on the rugby team. Like I, like I cl- I didn't I know that. That's year. so cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I rode uh, collegiately for a year. Like I, it's like, I, it's all these random things, you know, that like it's like a surface level you're like how do any of these things play into each other and it's kind of just like no i i was passionate about something and so i taught myself how to do it and yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i mean it sounds it, simple but it, it was like it took a minute to get there <laughs> no of course and i think you know to tie it back to what you're talking about that like three months kind of period of self-exploration and self-love in that growth i think <laughs> i heard a quote the other day and this is like so kitschy to bring this up but it's like rock bottom is the solid foundation on which you can build like the rest of your life and i don't want to project that onto you at all but i do feel like when you go through really tough experiences it gives you the perspective to be able to then say okay life is too short to not chase after the things that i'm passionate about but also what do i have to lose like From trying things out and exploring them, and it really sounds like all of those things do go back to like a love of learning. And even though you're trying out all these different things, you have this passion for learning new things and getting really good at them, and then being able to say, Okay, what's the next challenge? What's the next new thing that can broaden my horizons or who I am as a person? How do you think you? developed that love of learning? Or do you think it's been innate and there all along? Um, I
1: think for me, it was kind of just something that I had always done. I'd always loved um, growing up. I had very much kind of grown up in a space that was very uh, competitive. So like everything I did, it was like I wanted not only wanted, but like I in some ways probably felt pressured to like be the best. And mm-hmm. then that kind of grew into me wanting to be the best. And it was like, like, have you ever seen Talladega Nights? Like, you know how they're like, <laughs> if you ain't first, you're like, Yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very much that kind of thing of like, I if I wasn't first, like, it didn't matter. Like, it, I just, it, I didn't care. And so I had to kind of unlearn that. That took a while. Honestly, that took several years. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I think to answer your question about learning, it was like, I have always been really passionate about learning and I wanted to be the best at learning and I wanted to be the best at whatever I was learning. And so I would say it was just innate, but it also took a lot of, I guess, almost unlearning and then relearning how to do.
0: Yeah, well, and I do think a big part of, you know, this learning how to learn is also learning how to unlearn. Like there's so many things that unintentionally are programmed into us from, you know, family of origin or society that we're socialized to believe and schools that we went to. And like, you're just constantly absorbing all of these messages. And so anything that you want to do that's new, that contradicts something that's already kind of in there, you have to be able to unlearn that in order to replace it with this new information or this new program. What if you could kind of talk about that unlearning process, what do you think helped you do that? Helped you recognize, oh, these are some things I need to unlearn and this is how I'm going to go about doing that? Therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Say it louder for the
1: people in the back. Therapy. Honestly, like it changed my life. Like up until probably, I mean, probably like freshman year of college, like I had kind of been somebody who was like, I'm going to do it all on my own. Like, I don't need anybody to help figure out whatever I'm going through. Like, I can process. I wasn't processing. I can (laughs) do all my own things. Like, that kind of mindset. And I think, once again, it was like, I kind of felt like I got to a point where I was hitting rock bottom in a way. Like, Mm. I I was in the middle of school. I was burnt out. Like, COVID had just happened. Like, all of these things happened. And It was like okay maybe i can't do it all on my own actually funny story um my friends kind of noticed it before i did i i had become like so like interwoven in the idea of like i have to be the best and like Mm. it was making me like such a bitter and angry person like i felt like i was i felt like i was drowning but like Mm. i was i felt like i also should have like been able to just pull myself out of it and because I couldn't do that, I was so angry. And my friends were kind of like, hey, like, you're not doing okay. And yeah. I was like, "I was like, no, no, I'm good. And they were like, no, you're not. So they were kind of the people who were like, you should, like, talk to somebody. You should go see a therapist, do the thing. Like, And so I don't think I would have done it without my friends, honestly. So I got into therapy. And at that point, I started to kind of see the patterns of, like, oh, these are some of the things that I need to work on. Like like I said, I had this super competitive all or nothing mindset. And that was something that I really had to unlearn. And once you know, you kind of start to unravel that it's like, okay, well, what caused this? And what led to all of these things? And so then you have to go even further back and deal with all of those things. And yeah, yeah, it's like, it's obviously, it's a, it's a road, it's a, it's a hard road to travel, but um, it was probably the best thing that I've ever done. I'm still in therapy. Every, every single day is a new day to learn something new about myself and something that I need to work on. So yeah, therapy, I, I truly like, if there's nothing else, listen, people out there, if there's nothing else that you take from me being here, it's you should try therapy if you haven't before, because it is the most amazing thing that I ever did for myself.
0: Yeah, I adore that answer. Um, I mean, you know, I was in therapy back in middle school. I'm still in therapy now. And I think that you were just spot on in saying, like, every single day is a new day to learn something about yourself. Like, if we don't know like why we are here or how to even define what human beings and consciousness and this reality is like we don't have answers for that but if we know anything we know that we are a collection of our own experiences and if those experiences fucked you up like you gotta you gotta figure that out to be able to then like give other people even better experiences right like one hurdle for me with going to therapy too was like this is a deeply selfish action. I felt like oh I'm taking all this time for myself or this energy that I'm spending on myself as time I could be helping other people. Um, Like I don't need to do this. I am fine. There's people out there that are struggling like with basic food and survival and like why should I even be complaining? But that hurdle of like Oh no like taking the time to do this does actually make me a better steward of other people of helping other people of caring about the people i love was like a huge switch for me in oh no like this is worth it um so that's amazing i love that i love that that helped you helped you like unlearn certain things but also learn other things that like Because this is another thing about therapy. It's like, well, this is also what you do really well. Like, these are the things that you should have pride in and, like, remind yourself that you're good at. Um, Also, what amazing friends to be like, hey, (laughs) we love you. We want you to be at your best and to be happy. Like, that's epic. Everyone needs friends like those. Yeah, I mean, they like i mean
1: obviously they're still my best friends today but like it's like just having friends that can be so real with you and just be like look like you're like we see it and we know that like you want to be this like super tough person who like doesn't have anything like roll off my back kind of thing but like it's okay to not be that person (laughs) and um yeah they were just like truly they were there through the whole process too like getting started and i was i like we all have a group chat and like i remember i texted them one day and i was like guys like i did it like i went to therapy and they were just like so pumped and they were like hell yeah dude like you got this like and so
0: like i truly like they changed my life you know that gives me goosebumps i love that and seriously like even now it's always for me like oh at what point do i tell someone new that i'm in therapy and that this is what i'm doing because you never know how someone's going to react what their frame of reference for that is um and so knowing that you just had that foundation of support is beautiful um how do you think you because it's obviously friendship is a very real relationship, and it's hard to find people that you can be that real with. What do you think y'all do to like craft this very healthy friendship? Like, what has that um, been like in terms of like relationships, skills, and finding people that you click with, and being able to open up to people on that very real level? So, I think for me, I I definitely
1: am a very quality over quantity kind of person when it comes to friends. Um, I I would say I probably have like less than five really really solid friends right um, but specifically in that in that situation it's like there was two two other people so it was just the three of us and like we had gone to high school together but ironically like we weren't super close in high school we kind of became closer after high school and I think it's kind of like you because we were a little older at that point, we were probably like 19, 20, I say older, not like super old, but but still old yeah. enough to be like mature about things. I think we were all going through very similar things, just like in life. And that makes it a lot easier to be open. But also I think all three of us would say we're not super great at opening up all the time, but um, we we definitely just kept talking and I think it was just a matter of like showing up for for each other it's like no matter what and uh we obviously we all live in very different places now but it's like we make it a point to get together every year like we we go on vacations together we bring our significant others around like we like we have group chats with our like it's like we make it a point to stay in each other's lives and we also make it a point to check on each other like just even if we have nothing to talk about, just kind of saying, like, hey, like, I, I, I texted them a couple of days ago, and I was like, guys, like, I miss y'all, <laughs> like, like I just, I miss y'all, like, I hope everyone's doing well, and they were like, dude, like, we miss you, too, like, how's school been, like, how are you doing up there, like, just, like, yeah. even if we don't have anything to say, just, like, making it a point to kind of stay in each other's lives, stay active, and, yeah i i think the only reason that we kind of fostered that relationship was just similar life experiences at the time and then kind of knowing that we needed to we needed people in our our lives
0: yeah for sure i think that like just showing up and continuing to show up is like one of the number one ways you can show someone like i care about you i'm thinking about you you matter um so that's brilliant um but also i think the like y'all coming to this friendship with similar life experiences and all knowing that y'all may not open up very easily at least for me knowing that someone else struggles with similar things it's much easier to talk to them about those things because it's like i know you get it like i know that you know that i know that this is like crazy what i'm about to say or that like this sounds weird or silly but like you get it and you get it in a way that not everyone will be able to so having that level of like relatability i do think is so unique and important so to pivot a little bit to the wonderful podcast that you have (laughs) um called the pole position podcast um that is all about f1 tell me a little bit about what inspired you and your friends to create this podcast
1: yeah so first things first this was not all me i cannot take credit for all this it was uh, a collective group of us so shout out shout out to them shout out to emily shout out to steel shout out to jackie but um yeah like it was i think honestly it was another one of those things of like <clears throat> sorry i think it was another one of those things where we kind of We all kind of saw that we liked this thing, uh, and we've all been friends, honestly, not that long, but it's like, once you kind of, it's, it's a kind of friendship where it's like you click with people and then you're, it's like you're set, you know? So I think we kind of just saw that we had this thing in common and my, my, my friends, like they're literally so funny. Like, it's, like, it's not really even me. Like, they're just hilarious people. And uh, I think it was one of those things where we were, like, hey, like, we're funny. Like, we're not really doing anything crazy. Like, what if we did this thing? And it was kind of a joke at first. I think, honestly, sure. like, every podcast is, like, I'm going to start a podcast. And then yeah. it's a joke. <laughs> and then it, like, falls off. Like, that happened. But this kind of goes back into, like, the skills that I had. It was like, oh, no, we could actually do this. Like, I already have the skills necessary to do this. Like, I know what everyone would need to get. Like, we could do it if y'all really wanted to. And I think my friends were like, you know what? Like, why not? Especially, like, since I was moving, it kind of felt like a way that we could all stay connected. And uh, yeah, it just, it kind of (laughs) happened. I
0: I love that. Well, and I love that it is a way for y'all to stay connected but it also is such a specific niche that i'm like as someone who knows nothing about f1 i am still entertained by your podcast so (laughs) i think that speaks to the level of like personality and humor that you and your friends do have because it's like literally i listened to an episode not knowing a single thing like none of the terminology nothing and then i was like I'm definitely going to subscribe and keep listening because this is fun (laughs) to listen to. So I think you can really sense the, like, camaraderie and relationship that you have and, like, wanting to stay in touch. So that's really beautiful. Um, I also love y'all's social media presence, which this sounds kind of silly, but I love that you post clips of the podcast and, like, independent videos that aren't necessarily from the podcast but are just of y'all what inspired you to do that and make it this more like personal thing about y'all
1: yeah i mean i think we kind of just honestly we we i i think i looked a lot into other podcasts and like what other people were doing like just as part of something like for me to learn more about like yeah. what we were getting into and it was kind of like people are always posting like videos of their podcast, but like it wasn't just because there's four of us, like that's a lot of people to try to get to know. And so I think it makes it easier for people to then like recognize like, Oh, that's a face to the voice. And like, this is who this person is. And like, this is what they like. And so I think it kind of just helps uh, personify us a a little bit better. Uh, But I can't take, I can't take credit for our social media strategy that's actually my friend Jackie. Uh, so she does all of our social media. We all have kind of, a, like, a hand in it. Like, we have, obviously, like, things that we all post. But, like, she, for the most part, like, has our schedule. And, like, she, she'll she text us and be like, hey, you need to do this filter today. And, like, hey, you, you need to do this thing. So, Clean. like, literally, like, she's great. And, like, and I think that kind of speaks back to kind of, like, our friendship, too. Like, so Jackie and I have known each other for years. I guess almost... 10 years like we've known each other for a long time but but Steele and emily they've known each other for even longer than that and so it was like these two duos of people coming together and i think that kind of helps because it's like there is a camaraderie and there is like a uh you know comfortability in some sense of the people that you already know but then it's like you're getting to know new people at the same time and i think it makes it a little easier to digest in some ways uh so I, yeah going back to your question i think it's just personification uh, yeah and trying to make it a little more personal and a little more fun like people don't yeah. just want to see videos of of me talking all the time like <laughs> people want to know like what, who i like in formula one and like yeah how how i got into it or things like that so yeah <laughs>
0: i love that okay so last kind of questions to round out our conversation one in light of everything we talked about and your podcast and formula one your life story all this stuff is there anything we missed anything that you're like i need to clarify i need to make sure i say this (laughs) or that you want to throw out there this is like space time for you to like anything you need to add
1: I think if there was one thing I should add, it's that I I didn't get here on my own. It was the support of my friends, my family. Um, so just, like, all of those people, like, thank you, <laughs> you know? Uh, even, even like, you, you know? Like, we <laughs> we had, like, such a good friendship, and, like, we still do. Like, I mean, it's yeah. just you kind of brought me into the person I am in some ways, too. So, like, yeah, I think it's, like, once you have a good support group, you know, that that's number 1 and after that it's like anything that anybody wants to do, like i think it's possible. Like i i know this sounds so cliche, but it's like, you know, just like do whatever you want to do and like dream it as big as you want and like
0: you'll figure it out, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, i think that's absolutely lovely and so true that like there's too many things in this world telling us no, shutting us down, putting us in boxes to be another person doing that to ourselves right like you have to be your number one fan and you have to be the first person to tell yourself yes and this is another like cliche quote or whatever but i I love it and it's the if your dreams don't scare you they're not big enough like you should wake up excited but also like terrified of becoming your best self in the best way like that sounds weird but in this like whoa i don't know how i'm gonna make it work but you will you always will, and you're just so on the point in that, like, without, like, you and Julia, I would not have survived middle school, I was a wreck in middle school, aren't we all? (laughs) I know, I know, I was texting her yesterday, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm recording with Reagan, this is, like, such a weird, like, full circle moment, (laughs) but, like, we are all messes in middle school, but particularly me, I was, like, on one nah, and not like all. we not but like i still think back on like real conversations that the three of us would have with each other about like real shit and be in like in my brain thinking like if i did not have those people i certainly would not be who i am today so thank you for your friendship and for continuing to be a wonderful person to know and have in my life um no I I, it's funny that you say that you were the
1: biggest mess because I definitely (laughs) like looking back I I definitely at least in middle school I was like Reese like has it together like she knows what she's doing like I was like I need to be like her like I literally (laughs) in middle school I was like I need to be like her like
0: this is who I need to
1: to be like
0: (laughs) that is very very sweet of you to say looking I was I remember like me in middle school waking up being like how am i going to pretend that i have my shit together today <laughs> like how am i going to like be liked by everyone because of course that's like the most important thing uh. um and then like which crossbody bag did i need to have which sparies sparies that i needed to have with my nike elite socks so that i could be like cool <laughs> oh man and like Yeah, middle school is just a rough time, but like having those people that you can always go back to is super important. Um, And I think the fact that like we can still talk and like I still catch up with Julia and Jamie too, like speaks to the strength of that friendship, which is wonderful. Um, Last question. What is one word that you would use to describe how you're feeling right now? Whatever word comes to mind. It does not have to be fancy. Content. I love yeah. that. Now content. tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean,
1: I've just, it took a long time, but I think I'm finally, like, in a place where I I know I have a long way to go, but I at least am content with where I'm at, and I can kind of look back at least over my entire life and kind of just say, yeah, there were hard times, but, like, I'm the person I am, and I like the person I am, so content like I'm content with that and I'm content with me and what I'm doing and can't can't really complain you know (laughs) yeah
0: no I think that's wonderful because the, the acknowledgement of like yeah I still have a long way to go but like I like who I am right now and I like the person that I'm trying to be and that's like the journey is part of the joy like that's epic Reagan thank you so so much for your time for doing this interview i so appreciate it um i'm gonna link poll position um would you prefer spotify or apple Podcasts? linked either one you can find okay. us on anything <laughs> okay podcast will be linked in all of the description podcast notes instagram will be as well so everyone can find you and the wonderful work that you and your friends are doing and just thank you so so much i really appreciate
1: it thank you for having me this has been amazing and it's always great to catch up with you we definitely need to to talk more for sure
0: yes (laughs) yes we will make a better point to do that thank you so much reagan thank you thank you all so much for being here today and a huge thank you to reagan for taking the time and energy to do this episode with me again you can subscribe to making meaning on youtube or apple podcasts or spotify and wherever you are watching slash listening please leave me a rating review comment like whatever works for the platform. If you would like more of Reagan, you can find her on Instagram at reaganpots 35 And a huge thank you to Nicole O. Stryker for making Meaning's art and podcast cover. You can find her on Instagram at Nicole O. Creates or Nicole O. Design. And a huge thank you to Tristan Morgan for making Meaning's podcast theme music. And you can find him on Instagram at Tristan Morgan. Right now feeling really thankful I'm actually recording this on Christmas because the podcast comes out tomorrow and I just love being home I love being with my family and I love doing this so Merry Christmas Happy Holidays Merry everything from me to you and yours I hope that wherever you are, whatever the holidays look like to you, you can find a moment of peace and gratitude and celebration for the wonderful year we've had. I look forward to chatting with y'all soon and I hope you feel like you are living more coherently. Until next time, love.